Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored In Always. In today's episode, we will look at infidelity in marriage and several ways to begin to build trust again. What does transparency mean in marriage and how boundaries are so crucial in your emotional healing and the restoration of your marriage? If you listened to episode one, you heard our story and how infidelity early in our marriage almost destroyed it. I know there are many struggling with infidelity in marriage, whether it was the wife or the husband, or if it was in the past, or maybe it's even going on now as you listen to this. It may feel hopeless, like there is no way you will trust your spouse again. For me, that was a big hurdle. I knew that I could forgive Josh, but would I be able to forget what he did and trust him again? And what would that mean for our marriage going forward? I remembered shortly after I had found out about the affair, my dad had come down to visit and spend some time with me, and I'll just never forget that conversation that we had in the coffee shop as I cried to him and shared how I still loved Josh, but that I just didn't feel like I could ever move past what happened, and I was still young, and he was still young, and at that point our daughter Hannah was just a baby, so maybe it would just be better if we went our separate ways and started fresh. And I remember my dad, with tears in his eyes, telling me that he had counseled many people over the years as a pastor and that those whose relationships ended in divorce took so much longer to heal and had a much harder time than the couples whose relationships were restored after an affair, that it still took a long time to heal, but there was healing. So he strongly encouraged that if Josh and I still loved each other, that we should fight for our marriage. And that is truly the first step. You both have to agree that you want to try. It is difficult and it takes time no matter what, but it's especially difficult, more difficult, and emotionally exhausting if one person is dragging the other person along with them in the fight. It's also important to realize that you are only one part of this equation. So even if this is your goal, it has to be theirs too. And I remember sitting with Josh shortly after having the conversation with my dad and just sharing with him that I was willing to forgive him and I did want to go forward in our marriage and fight for it. And I remember him being conflicted initially, um, just unsure because I think he just doubted that I would be able to forgive him and would this be something that I would hold against him in our marriage and would I really be able to forget what had happened? And ultimately he did choose to end that relationship with the other woman indefinitely and fight for our marriage. And I'm so thankful that he did. And I know that's not always the case, so I'm grateful for that. But one of the first steps that we took um, as we both decided this was what we wanted to do um, was to look for a marriage counselor. And we chose a Christian marriage counselor. Um, I just felt that it was so important to have a third party And I truly feel that a counselor is great because it's not someone either of you know or will see on a regular basis in your normal day-to-day life. 
We also did see our pastor who was so amazing and so helpful. And I definitely re recommend um, if you attend church to, to meet with someone from your pastoral staff. But um, I didn't know if I would be able to be, or, or if Josh would be able to be quite as honest with him as we were with our counselor. Um, and would that hinder the growth and restoration of our marriage? But sitting together with this counselor each week for almost a year, we learned a lot about ourselves and a lot about each other. And it was much more difficult to cover things up or lie when the other person was sitting right there. And the counselor, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing too, is not taking sides, but is impartial. And that was just so beneficial to us. Then with the help of your counselor, pastor, mentor, or if you're in recovery, your sponsor, you need to set up clear boundaries so that you can begin to rebuild your relationship in a safe, secure, and less toxic environment. As the spouse respects the other's boundaries, it begins the process of building trust in the relationship again. It is so very important for the spouse, especially that cheated, to have an accountability partner, a person that will speak the truth in love and not sugarcoat or tell them what they want to hear, but truly hold them accountable by asking them the tough questions on a regular basis, such as, have they talked to anyone inappropriately on the phone or in person this week? Have they viewed something on the um, computer or their phone that was inappropriate this week? Have they reached out to someone of the opposite sex, either by text or phone call or in person? And then they hold them accountable to that. This really cannot be the spouse because when the spouse is the one asking these hard questions, the relationship becomes more like a parenting role, which of course affects intimacy. One of the boundaries that our counselor recommended early on was for Josh to be extra transparent with me. He reminded us both that this process is slow and it will take time. So every day when Josh would come home, he would put his cell phone on the counter where I could see it. He did not take it into the bathroom with him as he had done in the past, and I had access to it at any time. It's very important, especially after an affair or trust has been broken, that your spouse has access to all of your accounts, the email, phone passwords, and all social media accounts. It may even be a good idea to do a combined social media account for a period of time as you're establishing trust again. This also meant that he would not get upset when I did look at his phone or an account, but that he understood that if he didn't have anything to hide, it wouldn't be a big deal anyway, and it will just take time. It was also very important in building trust that he followed through with his word, which meant that he was where he said he was going to be, and if plans changed, he was very intentional in letting me know um, where he was going to be. Another way of building trust building trust back in the relationship is to set clear boundaries with the opposite sex. So this really went that goes for both of you. Don't text the opposite sex unless you include your spouse or their spouse in the text. Don't have coffee or go out to eat with someone of the opposite sex unless you're in a group. Don't offer someone of the opposite sex a ride in your car if you are alone. It may seem like overkill, but especially if there was infidelity, it's so crucial for healing to have these guardrails in place. It honestly is just wise these days, too, to limit the risk of putting yourself in a compromising situation. The last thing I want to touch on in today's episode on building trust in your marriage um, are your words. If your goal is reunification and or restoration in your marriage, it is so important that you don't mention the person's name that he or she had an affair on with you 
or keep bringing up the past mistakes. If you say you've forgiven them, it's not fair to keep bringing it up every time you are anxious or hurt or all in your feelings. It will prolong or even in, or even inhibit healing in your marriage. The Bible says in Philippians 3.14, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And I just think that's so important in your marriage. Um, when you are working through trauma and broken trust in your marriage to keep your eye on the prize, to look forward. It's really, really easy to get stuck in the past and, and blame and shame and regret and resentment. Um, but to look forward in your marriage and continue to build and, and have vision for your marriage um, and keep your eye on the prize like the Bible says. Also, a lot of couples use the word divorce like a weapon. Our counselor encouraged us that if that was not what we wanted, then we shouldn't speak it. Speaking truth and life over your spouse and your marriage is so vital. In Proverbs 18.21, it says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. There is hope. God can restore your marriage. It does take time and hard work. Going through Celebrate Recovery was the best thing for my marriage because it forced me to look at my own life, my own bad habits and hangups, instead of focusing on Josh. I began to see myself just as broken and, and in need of grace and forgiveness as him. And, how, and I also began to see how much I tried to control him and I really just needed to surrender myself and him to the only one who has the true power to change us. This, all of these things that I've discussed in today's episode really apply not just in, in infidelity in marriage, really anytime trust is broken, whether that is um, an addiction, a substance abuse addiction, and your spouse is lying or hiding or sneaking um, alcohol or pills or something from you, and you find out about that, and that keeps happening over and over again, that's breaking trust or a gambling or pornography addiction online. Um, those are still ways that, that trust is broken. And so a lot of these same um, things that I've discussed today, you know, such as transparency and counseling and recovery, um, setting boundaries and guardrails in your relationship, those all apply um, to rebuilding a marriage after trust has been broken, whether that was done through infidelity or um, any like addiction or trauma to your marriage. In John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to its full. So I just want to encourage you today that there is an enemy that is actively seeking to destroy marriages. He does not want there to be unity in marriage and a strong foundation set for our children, um, a legacy left for our families. Um, and so he's actively seeking to destroy and place wedges between couples. Um, but we can fight back. We have the tools in the Word of God. We have um, the Holy Spirit in us to fight. The Bible says that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So let's anchor into Jesus as we weather the storms in our marriages.
Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put the group link in the show notes. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Another way you can do this is to take a quick minute and subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.